is About Town, where we bring you behind-the-scenes stories from producing Tulsa People's Magazine. This is Blakely Freed, editor of About Town. The October issue of Tulsa People is the downtown issue. Inside the pages of Tulsa People Magazine and online, you'll find many stories on downtown from food to infrastructure to businesses. I'm sitting here with city editor Morgan Phillips. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Blakely. How's it going? Great. I am so excited to share the story of Tulsa Spirit Tours with you. (laughs) So uh, I actually was able to talk to the owner of Tulsa Spirit Tours, Terry French, and you might know her from her books. Um, One dives into the ghost stories and histories of Tulsa, and the other, the newest one, is called 100 Things to Do in Tulsa Before You Die. And that's available at bookstores around, so um, readers and listeners, be sure to check that out and get a taste of Terry's storytelling. So what was one thing that you loved about our coverage of Terry's Tulsa Spirit Tours? So one thing that was surprising is that she has been doing this for almost two decades. And as you can imagine, someone really diving into the history of Tulsa, I mean, she has found some frankly, really spooky stories that she tells. And um, I I try to not say, you know, if I believe in ghosts or not, but I'm definitely not going to go into um, the Tulsa Theater or Kane's Ballroom alone after dark. <laughs> no, no, me neither. I will leave that stuff to the professionals in their field. <laughs> definitely. Now let's hear from Terry French. I change it up about every five years. And I do that purposely just because, yeah, I I get a lot of repeat customers. A lot of my repeat people will tell you no two tours are the same, even if they go on one that shows the same places. No two tours are really the same at all. And so um, I do change it up and go to different places. But now now that it's been 18 years, I'm running out of haunted places in Tulsa. (laughs) So, like, this year I'm doing the best of because oh. like last year, last five years, I um, I had the theme of the VFW and the American Legion, um, and I did that because my grandfather, who um, was a big war hero, uh, you know, and, and so I have a very big place in my heart for veterans, and and I realized that renting their spaces and and doing events there and giving them money to let me bring people in and things like that is helping them. Mm -hmm. So that made me feel even better. So I had a kind of a, um, a theme of the last couple of years and it had to do with the anniversary of my grandfather's passing and things like that. It all kind of tied together. So it was kind of cool. And so I had the military kind of theme to it the last couple of years. So this year I'm kind of changing it. I'm just doing the best stuff. So the, I'm going to kind of highlight the the five most haunted places in Tulsa and talk about and go to those. Another really fun thing about that story is the ghost of Tulsa people's past. Do tell. So we decided uh, to have a little bit of fun with the photos on this story. Typically, we just will shoot um, a nice portrait of a business owner in front of, like, so with Terry, we might do it in front of the vehicle that she uses or at one of the locations. But with this story, we decided, let's make it a little spookier. So um, digital editor Tim Landis put on one of his movie cinema grade costumes that's a ghost costume, just like a sheet 
with cutout holes for the eyes. Classic ghost. And um, and so we actually, if you saw a couple of people downtown um, two or three weeks ago with a ghost, that's what we were doing was taking photos. I love that he just had a ghost costume in his closet and could pull it out for such an occasion as this. I honestly think that he had been waiting for a moment like this to be able to make good use of the costume because it's it's pretty cool. Like, it's some heavy-duty stuff. Absolutely. And then didn't you say that our publisher drove by when you guys were taking the photos? <laughs> yeah. So um, if, if anyone listening knows our publisher, Jim Langdon, he is around – he's about town all the time. Honestly, we should have him on this podcast because he is so active and around – um, and knows everybody. And so it was hilarious when we were standing outside Kane's and we see him drive by in his little silver car. I don't know where he was going, just driving north past Kane's. <laughs> but uh, it was it was funny. So I love that. Um, one other little Halloween spooky tidbit. Um, this is like a way big like Tulsa Talks throwback, but it's worth revisiting ahead of Halloween for people who are listening now. Um, Back when Anna Bennett used to host, she did a super spooky Halloween bonus episode. Um, if you look on the uh, the iTunes store, is that what it's called? The app? I, the it's, iTunes. Not, it's app store now. <laughs> I'm so old. It's fine. Anywho, if you look... If you look, if you click the icon on your phone and look there. Um, but it's called um, Spooky Halloween, Spooky Tulsa Stories is what it's called. And anyway, it's great. It's uh, two Tulsans who talk about their houses being haunted. And they're both quite strange, but one is, in fact, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I still think about it to this day. I'm not going to mess with that. I'm just I'll just uh-uh. listen and keep my distance. Nope, just give Terry a call. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of that, Terry actually does um, classes uh, at the VFW, and we go into the end of the story why that place is important to her, one of which reasons is that it's haunted. Um, but she gives classes on hunting uh, ghosts and paranormal activities. So if you're ever interested in learning how to do that, that's that's one way to do it. What was one of your favorite things about the magazine? So this was kind of a surprise to myself and Greg Bollinger, uh, our photographer. And um, we ended up going out to Skyatook to a business called Sign World of Tulsa. And we feature it in the October issue. Um, we do the story every so often called How It's Made. And we like to highlight these types of manufacturing businesses that often fly under our radar as Tulsans. And so um, we kind of talk about their process of sign making. They make um, neon signs. They repair neon. And they also make um, the more popular metal channel letter signs that you see all around town when you're driving. And um, this family was wonderful, um, small family-owned business. But when we walked in, much to my surprise, there's a huge uh, sign. It was a partial sign, actually, from Casa Bonita, which was like my hangout when I was a kid. It's a Tulsa classic. Tulsa classic. I miss it so much. I had birthday parties there multiple years. And so as we were talking, I had to know the story about how they had the sign. Come to find out, they have not only the main sign that was hanging outside the entrance, um, which is in two pieces, so part of it's in storage, I guess, but they also have the old arcade sign, which is, interestingly enough, neon on wood, which 
Mo, who's the owner of Sign World, said is a big no-no. When you have neon, you do not want it anywhere near wood because it's a major fire hazard. So they've got that sign. They've got, um, if you remember, like, the puppet show room, they had these, like, weird faces on the wall that were ceramic or porcelain of some kind and they have all of those and the story goes that they just kind of happened upon um, a sale whenever um, they were closing it down and selling off a lot of the um, different equipment and and signage and um, they sold him that Casa Bonita sign over the entrance the huge one I mean these are like I don't know probably like three feet tall letters four feet tall letters Sold him the whole sign for $200. Oh, my gosh. And because he owns the equipment to install those signs and take them down, he got his guys to come out there and and pop it off the building and go on about their day. But I thought that was so cool. And he's been offered up to $4,500 for that thing, and he's hanging on to it. So I thought that was awesome. That thing is priceless. And you came away from that interview with something extra, didn't you? Yes. Um, So Mo, again, who was the owner, he and his wife Trish used to be in the Persian rug business. He's originally from Iran, and so they used to own a rug company in Tulsa before they were in the sign business. And I noticed that they had a ton of rugs, like, rolled up in their storage area, and I asked him about that. And he actually gave me a tiny rug. It's, like, one that you would put underneath a plant or something. Um, But I thought that was so sweet, and it's definitely, like, one of the more unique things I've ever been given as a journalist. But it was very kind of him to do that. It is always fun to kind of look back at the uh, little knickknacks here and there that that sources might give you just because they have extra things and they want to share their stories with you and Um, So you can always look back and remember that. For sure. Great. And closing out, I wanted to give a shout out to one more story in the magazine that involves downtown. Uh, The About Town feature dives into pedestrian infrastructure and cycling um, throughout downtown and what that looks like, um, some of the problems that have arisen, and some of the solutions. So check that out and learn a little bit more about how people commute downtown. Yes, definitely. And people can check out our um, online content for the October issue on Friday of this week. Um, And then uh, Roundabouts Friday, you can also find Tulsa people on shelves around 